Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello and welcome to the Weird Things Podcast. I'm Adrian, joined by Justin Robert Young. Hello. Mr. Brian Brushwood. Ahoy, ahoy. And Bryce Castillo. Hello. Gentlemen, I don't know if you saw the news today. Time Magazine announced their person of the year. Ah, well, it's been a long time coming and uh, very controversial, but uh, I, for one, support the fact that Bryce Castillo was the (laughs) person of the year. I know there's a lot of hate online. Oh, man. Finally. His hot takes about F1. (laughs) Yeah. The officials. No. (laughs) (laughs) I very graciously accept. Uh, Uh, so yeah, Elon Musk, the person of the year, and I'm actually, I don't know. Uh, oh, I, I just now found out. I was this moment's old when I found out what the answer to the yeah, question was. Yeah, so it's, no, so it's oh, Elon, tell. It's Elon do, Musk, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad that they actually made it a person and didn't do one of their ding-dong, cheapy, pee-pee. <laughs> the, like, the like, fighting spirit of science that takes on COVID to this day exactly. is the person of the year. The rest, the, 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 uh, the, the nurses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the teachers. Great, but... well, yeah, and that was like, historically, person of the year didn't have to be good. Or, yes. You know, it could be somebody who made the biggest, like, Hitler was person of the year yeah. and whatnot, but then it became this sort of iconic sort of thing. And then uh, it was a person who kind of made the biggest sort of news of the year. And I remember the 2016 election, like, well, if you're going to follow, like, who's the most controversial person of the year? We know who that was, but. Yeah, it that. used to be kind of like headlines in tonnage, right? If you were it, like, if you were going to say, add up all the times that, that anybody was mentioned, who was mentioned the most, who was the person of the year. Well, I, I believe it was the most impactful was, was the criteria. Sure. The, the, the one that mattered most. Um, yeah. Uh, which again, not to, not to. Which in my book would be Jesus every year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, not to, to play to the stereotype, but, but I uh, kind of dialed out on person of the year when uh, 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 in 2001, they, they intent, I mean, for very good political reasons, but, but Hey, who do you think was the single human who had the biggest impact in 2001? Mm. Uh, Guess what? He was not named person of the year. The Numa Numa guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, no, it was one. Yeah, that's I think when they decided uh, we don't we don't want to lose any subscribers over this. Yeah, good old Rudy Giuliani, uh, who would go on to give a speech in front of a storage shed. <laughs> like that's. Wait, wait, can we can we go back? Can we go back there? So so there we go. So two thousand one, obviously. All right. So it's like you make the decision then not to give Bin Laden it. Right. Uh, and instead, you give Giuliani. So it's like all right. That's like the, the closest one that's not going to get us hate mail. Uh, they then get further cowardly in 2002 with the whistleblowers. Enron yeah. whistleblowers. Oh, uh, God. Then, by the American soldier, too. Yeah. By, by the way, if you're going to play the Enron game, then the answer is the staff of Enron. <laughs> Congrats. You made the news by committing fraud. So, yeah, no, it was uh, it was the whistleblowers. It was WorldCom. It was Enron. There was all these financial things. 
So the American soldier, then George W. Bush, which uh, to me, if it's going to be the president, it's such a cop out. It's like, cause the president is so outsized and so important that like, unless the president gets assassinated I, or I, I will say that in 2000, I think that's a, a merited one because there was that insane bonkers uh, runoff count. But even then, rate. like, what did he, 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 he ran correct, and then correct. crazy and, things happened. Okay. Uh, that was without a doubt the event of the year was, it was, was the, the recount. So, uh, are you going to pick the winner or the loser? Or do you give it to the courageous ballot lookers? <laughs> well, at least they did something. <laughs> they did something. All right. So I'm, I'm not going to yeah, fight on that choice. one. I'm not going to here because I want to get to the ultimate fraud in, in, in this person of the year thing. So then they do the good Samaritans. Jesus. Uh, and then this is really where it, 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 it just, it never recovered you? for me. You. You oh, are the right. person of the year because oh, yeah. YouTube well, the year was a big they, deal. They just had a mirror on the cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so dumb. But yeah. I will so say dumb. that uh, it has only gotten uh, been been more of an appropriate pick since 2006. No, like, individual it content. Well, scroll creators. down a little bit more on there. Uh, sure. Uh, okay, so I noticed they put the elected president who got elected every year. <laughs> until yeah a certain uh, year. Uh, oh really again oh yeah no so so bush in 2000 oh and then barack obama, barack obama again in 08 okay so we're four for four and then uh oh wait, oh no, no, there we go. 2016 it was yeah um and in 2020 it was, was joe biden yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It was trump in 2016 yeah well shoot now we got now we got to eat oh. it, eat some crow I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. wait who was last year uh, it was uh joe biden and kamala harris Okay, they had to share the cover. Saucy mm. <laughs> <laughs> takes. Uh, all right, so uh, uh, Elon. I, I mean, the only thing that I would say about Elon getting it is that I, I think that there were probably years that he could have he could have gotten it before now. I mean, I, I think like at this point he has kind of become. And maybe maybe it's the idea that like he's not going to go away. Uh, well. He, uh, certainly he had, okay. So once SpaceX was able to demonstrate, I mean, you know, I'll never forget that triple stage rocket, seeing those yeah. two things landed where like that to me was a moon landing moment or whatever, but that would be 2020, but, de- uh, or no, 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 not no, earlier. Oh, no, no, no. no. Sorry. Was, sorry. No, 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 Before. Yeah. That was, uh, uh, yeah. Sorry. The year before. And then, uh, uh, 2020 was when they officially sent people. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, but 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 this was the year that I mean, at this point, you know, uh, Tesla's stock uh, continued to explode. Uh, uh, it, be, it became a very polarizing figure. Uh, hosted Saturday Night Live. Uh, yeah, I you, guess, you know, it's yeah. like this was he, he, for many he, other reasons. He became he became the richest man in the world this year. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. So. Is that impactful or is that just uh, uh, a victory? Is it you're the richest man in the world? I guess. I guess. That, but that's. But that's. I do feel like this is a not a lifetime achievement award, but this is this is a, an, an an accumulation uh, award for him because he has he has achieved a lot of stuff. I think that there were mile markers along the way that you could call him the the person of the year, but this is it, not election year, right? So let's understand that one every four years, based on what we've seen it's going to be the person who's elected president and sometimes their VP. Uh, and then beyond that, you have to pick, you know, in the zeitgeist. It's hard to say that Elon Musk is not in the zeitgeist though. Yeah, he is. 
You know, yeah. he, he did Saturday Night Live. And do you think he got that haircut just for the cover? Because the the haircut seemed to be a new thing, and 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 this was all done, shot, and uh, videoed after I, the haircut. I, uh, uh, true theory here. Uh, I think he got Disney Plus and started watching Hawkeye and saw the flashback to the haircut that Ronan was sporting. Ironically, not in Hawkeye, but in the Avengers movie when he was yeah. being Ronan, yeah. and was like, "Yeah, I want to rock that," uh, 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 and was reminded, and then and then did that. Seems legit. Where where we at on the this haircut, Andrew? Uh, I mean, in the photos, there's some really good photos of that. There, it's one. Yeah, of it looks good. That, I I actually yeah. think this is the cover is one of the less flattering photos because the the way it is feathered in the back it looks like the uh the donald trump swoop back yeah i don't know it, it looks eccentric right which i think that's that's part of his brand it is now represented visually mm. like no one would look at that yeah, if you had, there if you had no idea who elon musk is you would not look at him and be like oh that's just a dude yeah like that guy's got something going on uh, Bryce, if, if you're able to call up uh, 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 Ronan <laughs> Hawkeye, because right. I, I am certain, like, it's the same gut. It's, it's, it's shocking to me, but uh, uh, I'm down for it. I, I want more people to have uh, 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 crazy hair. Look, <laughs> take it from me. Having crazy hair is cool. No, that's not the same. Because he has it shaved all the way up to the line. Uh yes, he does have it higher up. This is slightly more like a like a looser high and tight. Uh, uh, uh all right, welcome to hairstyle. <laughs> all right, so Andrew, uh, 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 so it's because he he is now the the richest man in the world, and and his pursuits that were once looked at as frivolous or dangerous have now proven to be lucrative. I mean, yeah, you think about it, and I I am I am not gonna you know say that he does not handle Twitter like a crazy person. Uh, but I can look out my window and I'll see a Tesla. Yeah. There'll be Teslas. Right. And, and this was a company four years ago, five years ago, we were, we would people tell us they're doomed. They're doomed. They're doomed three years ago. Oh no, they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. Guess what? Newsflash. The cars work. They're on the road. They're everywhere overhead. The number of astronauts that have been put into space on board spacecraft that Elon Musk built. It's phenomenal. It is, it is, it is insane. And so, and then hitting the, the mark of a guy that technically shouldn't exist, like technically shouldn't be able to run two companies like this and succeed in that way, but he did. And yeah. technically you shouldn't be bleeding that far ahead. And that's a thing that the conventionalism said. And there's a lot of things he did that people said you could not do, or that's not the way to do manufacturing or whatever. And so, um, and then hitting the number one, the, the, and he, if he wanted to create extra income extra whatever he could spin off starlink right now and whatever shares he'd have in that that put him further ahead he could create you know a couple of bs kind of companies that would totally literally there was a quote from there from his twitter that, yeah that, they, they, this, this is the, yeah. the the youtube video of the person of the year highlighting not only tesla and spacex but also his twitter for which they they make sure they put the spotlight on at elon musk i put the art in fart i mean first and, of all that's patently the untrue uh the person who puts the art in fart is mr methane the uh the only fart impressionist yep yep uh uh yeah i mean look, I, I i i do think that Brian made it made a good point that the SNL thing I think does like 
elevate things to another level of like, all right, how many CEOs that don't have a television show like uh, have Steve been Forbes on, is the only one I could think of. Have been on SNL. Steve oh, Forbes. Uh, Steve Forbes hosted SNL. Uh, Ron Reagan Jr. hosted uh, uh, SNL. But he was a media personality, right? Uh, no, no, no. This or is back this when was... he was just the son of the president. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know how that happened. Um, Nancy Kerrigan well, hosted Saturday Night I mean, Night she Live. was, yeah, she's an athlete, <laughs> athlete's host. Uh, yeah, she was also, I, <laughs> I remember some article saying, like, uh, uh, like I, I forget which cast member said it, but somebody said like, yeah, normally, you know, we get people in and we try to write the sketches so that it's really easy for them. But, but we're always surprised by the energy that they're able to bring to it. And, you know, sometimes people are more deadpan. Sometimes they're, 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 they're more energetic. It was, it took a lot for us to work around Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah. <laughs> she famously kind of a, kind of a, uh, Salty person. Moving on. Uh, Wait, uh, no, no, a, a bland cracker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Didn't she, she? There was a hot mic. I'm trying to just steer us away from Nancy Kerrigan, but like, oh, really? like but wasn't wasn't there a, a hot mic situation where she was at Disney and Disney Parade? Yeah. Oh, uh, where she I, was like, uh, 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 she look. She's a world class athlete. She's used to getting up, eating a certain diet, and and practicing a million you know hours a day. Uh, she's not humans didn't seem to be her strong suit. I see. Got it. Anyway. Uh, I can't, I can't even, I can't even imagine like what it's like to be a, I think of the stupid things I say per day and the opportunity, if I were in front of microphones and stuff and like, well, especially when it's like, it's uh, not your thing. You're kind of thrust into this. There's a lot of people that want, you know, a, a, a grab of you. She wanted the gold medal and I'm sure was happy to get paid for what were little you know, uh, 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 things, but also probably didn't love doing them. Uh, anyway, yeah. Nancy Kerrigan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh yeah, I, I do think that that, that idea of him hosting SNL is, is culturally important. Like it does show an element of, uh, uh, cultural saturation. And I guess that's the other thing is like, you have to factor into this person of the year thing is like, it used to be an element of, Either A, for our subscribers, let's not upset them. B, if you're walking down the street and you see this issue, which, I mean, in the world of magazines, how many event issues are there that still exist today? It's like the person of the year on time, mm-hmm. uh, the swimsuit issue for Sports Illustrated. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And is there another one that anybody can name, an event magazine issue that happens yearly? Like like maybe maybe in a bygone era, the Entertainment Weekly like summer movie preview or something like that, or or the fall TV preview. I mean, uh, uh, I mean now if I'm really stretching and getting niche, niche, uh, it's a uh, like the E3 spectacular of PC Gamer or whatever. Sure. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm sure like there's like a Vanity Fair issue or something that's like culturally above my head. You know, yeah. I'm sure there's a couple like you know. Uh, but it's like Gentlemen, now they, they're the only ones that that that, that exist. So you got to kind of swing for the fences. I'm going to tell you who my nomination is for Person of the Year. Who? Our supporters. Hey! Oh, that's not a cop out at all. You say Patreon.com/slash/weirdthings. If you go there right now, you have the opportunity to support this very program. We keep showing up each and every week for you, friends. In fact, thank a patron. 
That's what you should do this holiday season. Either become a patron and then receive thanks, or thank a patron that uh, uh, this uh, continues to happen each and every week. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, just thank everyone for being a patron. And when they say uh, a patron of what? You're like the Weird Things podcast. I, huh? I really appreciate it. Yeah. And then they'll say, what's the Weird Thing podcast? And then... Boom, now you have a foot in the door. Then you invite yourself over for coffee, send their name and email address, a physical address. So Bryce. We'll add it to the mm-hmm. database and, right. and we'll follow them forever. Yeah. yeah. So just simply do all of that. Simply. Uh, simply. Or Don't give complicate us a buck. it. Or just give do us a bucket. Do it simply. <laughs> so I, I sometimes I read articles and like they're cool, but then I read the, the coverage and I'm like, I don't think they read their own copy because <laughs> okay. like my brain hurts and so i and i can't get past a certain thing and then i'm like i need to find the source material because like what else did they miss but anyhow and again you know read my copy and you'll see i really mess up uh this is a i found this for actually the link came through in my rss feed from the bgr boy genius report the science section a new planet discovered by scientists blank 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 30 light years away they describe it as a hellhole. Anybody want to guess why? Because it's really hot and dense and close to a star. Those yes, are... and okay. Um, it's inhabited by demons. Possibly can't rule it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the phrase: oceans of TSA fire agents. One of those is very close. <laughs> Oceans of flames. Magma. Oceans, Oceans of lava. Hey. Yeah. Holy crap. That does look, look like a little terrifying. Gumball. Yeah. Well, I, so I, I'm not saying much that... controversial here, Andrew. I, I, I mean, if, 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 if that much no, is I'm gonna lava. That, that, I'm going to read you this. The new planet is smaller than Earth, around three quarters of size to be exact. That makes it larger than Mercury, but somewhat smaller than Mars. Hmm. But wait, I I don't have any wait. Is that context true? for that? Yeah, because Mars is bigger no, ma- than Earth. Ma- Mars is smaller than Earth. Smaller than Earth. Yeah. Okay. Um. But, uh, sorry. Re- read it again. Ma- I'll read this again. It, it is larger than Mercury. The new planet but- is smaller than Earth, around three quarters the size to be exact. That makes it larger than Mercury, but somewhat smaller than Mars. Uh, maybe I, I just am not able to access the size of Mars right now. Is is Mars like oh, hilariously Ugh. more or less than three quarters the size of Earth? Mar- Mars is half the size of Earth. Gotcha. Really? Yeah, about half. And you think about the gravity. So like Mars has got like one third Earth gravity. And so this planet, if it's... You'd if it's be, three quarters kind of Earth, then it would be bigger gra- than Mars. Not small. Bigger than Mars. Bigger okay. than It's a tiny... But you read that like... It's you're covering astronomy mm. thing. Yeah. But anyhow. Yeah. I, Planet uh, filled with magma ocean. Uh, I, 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 I mean, that's cool. We just got to make uh, an asbestos boat and we can sail them seas. <laughs> but the, uh, but uh, yeah, it's interesting because I didn't know the size of Mars. I, I However, I did have a sense of the gravity, uh, the gravity of the question. Uh, uh, yeah, just, uh, but, but um, I, I didn't, know the the relative diameter versus uh, uh 
it, it, something something uh, linear versus geometric progressions uh, uh, about how uh, I just assumed that Mars was maybe only slightly smaller than Earth. It's really half. yeah the uh, yeah this this they quoted they were quoting inverse which had the same statistic it's you know about the size which is so whatever. Uh, um, uh, how how big is the moon? I thought the moon was one third the size of Earth. Is it? It's about one tenth. Really? And and yeah, yet when you one, talk about like one, volume? one tenth the volume of Earth, and yet it's able to manufacture one sixth the gravity. Uh, Google says uh, the moon is more than one twenty-seven percent the size of the Earth. Sorry. Uh, right. Okay, so about about a third. One might one might phrase yes, it. <laughs> okay, and then uh, again, uh, again. <laughs> There's a lava planet. Why are we ignoring the lava planet? Lava planet. Look at this. It's, I'm with Bryce, man. Like we, we could play. Look, I ain't <laughs> never gonna go planets. to this lava planet, but I I might live long enough to go to the moon or Mars, and and if I'm incorrect on how big they are, I want to know. And you want to win the trivia contest on no, the way there? I, I want to understand things. I want to get. I want to be on. on I want to learn on, on, on the Lido deck. You want to you want to win moon trivia? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh yeah. How many times do I have to say no? Cool. <laughs> Now, um, I imagine it would be hard for life to exist in a lava planet. I mean, life as we know it. Yeah, exactly. Soft little flesh balls like we are yeah. probably don't stand a chance. But I'm sure the badasses that are just lamping on that on that planet are having a ball. Mm -hmm. uh, rock I, men and rock women, uh, <laughs> non-binary rock creatures, just chilling. I mean, first of all, they'd have to be some kind of rock fish. Like, uh, uh, because, because they're an ocean, it's, 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 this is water world. They're all like, yep, this place used to be a lot cooler and there were mountains and rock like, people. Like used a rock, to, a rock merman. Uh, yeah. Well, and then, and then rock global warming happened mm. and it got rock out of control. And now they have to ride rock asbestos, get jet skis around yeah. to fight over rock oil against rock Dennis Hopper. Exactly. Rock Kevin Costner is really going through it, <laughs> but he has he has he has rock gills so that he can breathe in the rock lava. Exactly. Rock lava. That's what that song is about. That's that's what that song is about. I hey man, I, look, got, I think you, I got you, I think I got rock ding lava. Me on the high end of the low end. You don't get both. <laughs> I, I think I got rock lava at a Greek restaurant last week. <laughs> if you uh, pull up, do a uh, do a Google search for the moon's mass, and it's why geometry and all these things are complicated. And when you're trying to look at anything in space, um, are you, you got to do the moon's mass. Isn't and you'll get all the parameters. The moon's mass. <laughs> so this is, we're going to look up the moon's mass. Oh, I get a, I get a whole sheet of stuff. Um, there uh, we go. Uh, uh huh. So I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, let me look at that, and I'll calculate what the, uh, you know, the the ratio of the orbital velocity to this. I have no idea. Mm. Science is hard, guys. Yeah. Lava. That's why I like lava. I'm gonna keep eating this rock lava. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, you thought it was a rock, but it wasn't a rock. Because you look at it was like, too hot. This is like a blows. This what blows my mind. Like you go, because hey, like you're like, yeah, like it looks like about a third the size of the Earth, a quarter the size of the Earth, right? And then you're like, okay, what's the volume compared to us? Like. Oh, it's only got like 2% or volume. Well, and that, that's one of the nutty things is, especially when you get into like gas giants and stuff where it's like, do you count the atmosphere and the volume? I guess you do, but, but, you have to. but, but meanwhile, um, 
like uh, when 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 people talk about like oh if you were standing on Jupiter how are you gonna stand on Jupiter where you, 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 you ain't no ain't no standing in, on Jupiter and look at the mass like the mass of the moon is point zero seven uh quintillion whatever and the Earth is like five point like I don't understand any of this <laughs> how does this work I guess well, it's well, okay really so this compact. is this is the trick with um when you get into uh, scientific notation uh you notice it's 10 to the 22 versus oh uh, yeah 10 no, to the, the 24 part. but it's so it's so easy to miss on the, on that stuff no not not that no I meant the ratio no I got that part I understand okay. scientific notation I was talking about like the percentage of the moon's mass compared to the earth yeah I mean like uh, divide so so uh uh yeah uh, it's like 85 times more massive. The Earth wow. is. Earth than is. the moon. No, the moon. Weird. It's weird. It turned out. No, yeah, Earth is. Well, and, and yet we've talked about this before, that if, uh, uh, that, that what was the curious statistic about, like, uh, if we were to terraform Mars or whatever, it could have as much, or I guess Mars has as much land mass as Earth, or, or, or even after we terraform it, there, there was some kind of curious ratio where mm -hmm. uh, if, if uh, Mars could essentially truly sustain uh, another Earth's worth of land mass. Yeah, you could, yeah, if you, like with Mars, and if you didn't have as big of oceans, you could have as like, much land like on Earth. Like the amount, the amount of Mars, the surface area of Mars is about equal to the entire land mass on Earth. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Welcome to guys going, huh? Ah. Space is weird. Space dog. Lava. Lava, guys. Lava. Lava means lava monsters, right? Everybody with me? Yeah. Well, yeah. And Darth Vader's condo. <laughs> yeah. That's where he makes all his dad jokes. Yeah. I hope where, you don't that's choke where, on your own ambition. That's where he's middle management in a movie that people still lie about being good. Uh, I saw I saw a uh, tweet recently that uh, I, I, I don't want to get into uh, the hierarchy of what's good or not good, but the general point of it was like everyone was talking about Rogue One. Meanwhile, they're like, uh, why does Solo not have more love? Because like the longer I get away from all the current batch of movies, uh, the more I'm just like, man, Solo was the best one. And I, I, I think I wanted, I, I've said this, because I wanted you're it wrong, to be silly. Brian. <laughs> which, it's because you're wrong is which, why which one is the best one of, of, of disney star um, wars of disney star wars i'm gonna hate myself for saying this because i did not i, I think it's so flawed it's rogue one um the it, best it, as beginning of what what is yours justin i would Tell say me the what last yours jedi. Is. i walked out liking the last jedi and i can say that it's flawed. oh i can't even watch it it I gets say worse that, every time i try to watch it I, I guess i haven't how many times have you seen it i guess i haven't tried to watch any of them i, I look number one i'm going to say yeah. that i am picking from options none of which i would particularly put high in my rank agreed i can say that i liked the last jedi walking out of the theaters i did not like uh rogue one at all and I, I thought Solo was good in comparison to Rogue One. Uh, uh, but I, I did not. There were a lot of things that I found very, very, very annoying about Solo. So it's like oh, the only one I that I walked out all like happy was, was The Last Jedi. And that's the only thing that I can say. Yeah, and I, and I hear you. I, 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 nothing to disagree with you. I would say that when I've gone back to try to watch them, one is can I even make it through? Yeah. And the only one I've been able to make it through more than once has been like Rogue One. Everything else, I just can't. Hmm. That's an upset. 
I, I would have thought because me and you have complained a lot about Rogue One. <laughs> no, I know. I, I don't, those complaints still stand. Yeah. The other ones are just so much more awful, yeah. in my opinion. Gotcha. It's, it's a matter of, hey, who's your favorite men, uh, member of Hitler's cabinet? <laughs> I mean, well, I, I'm a Goebbels fan myself. So, uh, okay, so, yeah. so, so uh, uh, that was another aspect of, of the tweet that, that jumped into my mind was um, question. And I, I didn't know that there was this dichotomy, this split is, is the Star Wars universe about World War II or is it about space Western? And I think that defines Why your not answer. Both. I mean, it's also well, I mean, certain, about certain, feudal it, certainly, Japan. Certainly, it right? is both, right? But if 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 it's about uh, uh, space World War II, then 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 certainly you got to give the win to Rogue One. But if it's about space Western, then uh, uh, well, but, of but the also movies, I think uh, again, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, because to me, I think the Star I mean, Wars movies have gotten the further they've gotten away from the kind of like seven samurai stuff that's a little bit more solemn and, and treats things a little bit less like I think a, that's a, a mistake. I think it's a mistake to say, are they this? Are they good? Are they yeah. good? Like to yeah. me, Solo yes, is yes, not Yes, good. yes, yes. Uh, uh, sorry, to, no, to, but to that, recontextualize, but we're playing a game, not deciding uh, a final category. Uh, no, but again, the first the first Star Wars, I mean, I mean, episode four is they got renamed, but right. like original New Hope. That's a very different movie tonally than Empire. Very different. Yeah. Empire is a World War II movie. First yeah. one is a Western call to adventure. Very different. And so if I go, well, this is Star Wars, which one is it? They're both Star Wars. So the idea of saying, is it this or is, well, no, they both are. That's, yes. Is Star uh, Trek about Kirk or Spock? Uh, correct. But you must, in your heart, feel more attracted to your, one your or favorite. the other. Your favorite is either <laughs> Correct. Like, yeah. like, with, with the understanding that the blending of the two is what makes it special. Exactly. One is something that you that you gravitate more toward. Let, 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 I'm let, not let, asking let, if a Reese's is a peanut butter treat or a chocolate treat. I'm asking you yeah. which part attracts you more. Would you like more peanut butter and less chocolate or more chocolate? And less I guess the butter? one thing I would I mean, say. I like variety. Yeah, I guess the one, the one thing I would say to that is that I've never really thought of it in those terms, like right. I've, I've, and neither I've, had I, which yeah. is why I brought it up. Gotcha. Yeah, I thought I that got, was a really I got interesting. Sick of Mandalorian, framework. Mandalorian was fun, space westerny for a while. Then it got tedious because it was the same thing over and over again. And I'm like, I could use a World War II movie now. Yeah, yeah I could see that. Yeah, I, I think it's, and we haven't heard anything about that, right? Like they're not. We haven't heard that they're like shooting a, a third season. Like that, that whole thing got really weird and really messy really we, fast. We are only hearing about Boba Fett, the man who raced around the galaxy and then decided to become mayor of a small town in New Mexico. <laughs> uh, apparently, Mandalorian season three went into production uh, uh, about October. Oh, okay. So they are yeah. shooting it. Um, because there was that whole, I mean, beyond the whole, uh, 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 Garino thing there was the whole Pedro Pascal whether or not he was going to be back and and yeah because he very uh, because he very much was like yeah when does he take off his mask again and if he doesn't take off his mask why am I not doing all my lines in a sound booth uh, wait no I am doing all he my is, lines yeah. in a sound booth He's never showing but, up but on you're set. making me go on set uh, uh yeah. <laughs> why not get a more athletic person to wear a helmet and I will Take all the, the, the acting. Oh, so be, yeah, this is uh, f filming's underway, but Pedro Pascal is not present. Uh, I mean, I'm fine with that. Uh, 
Look, I don't know. I, I I did think that some of the elements where they were like, you know, having him remove his mask were a little, uh, it's like, the only way we can get out of this room is if you solve the blinking code. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, also, it's like, if I'm Pedro Pascal's manager, I'm like, you get him if he takes off the mask and that's it. And, uh, and it's like, they, they figured out one trick. I don't trick. think so. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to show up today, but uh, I'm going to use a different voice. I'll dub it later. And if, if I answer the name, Brian, yeah. don't pay any attention to it. Right. Right. <laughs> I, uh, from what I understand, like that, that was actually a thing. Once um, David Prowse found out that, uh, that all of his voice was going to be redubbed by, uh, um, uh, James Earl Jones, he he was just like, bada, 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 bada. like he was he was fairly petulant about, about the about fact that his he lines. wasn't gonna be the the, the voice of, of Darth Vader. He's like, what does it even matter what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna dub it later. And then Disney was like, hold on, tell me more about this idea of putting masks on all of your actors. And you get to own the likenesses of the masks <laughs> for merchandising rights forever and ever. But the real money from the movie is made. So I want to talk about an interesting startup, just because I think that's kind of a I'm like, huh, that's kind of cool. A company called Jupe, which is making basically they want to mass manufacture housing for a lot of the people on the planet don't have actually access to, you know pre-built houses, you know, the concepts of shanty towns and things like this. So their idea is the one and a half billion people on the planet without ad adequate shelter. So, uh, so, uh, so is there, um, before you reveal the truth, my immediate question is, is there a clever or unusual material that it's made out of or not? And then I, and, and if I was going to place a bet, I, I would lean towards not because it's probably similar to kind of like uh, when we first discovered uh, Google Cardboard. It's like, uh, like no way you could just take cardboard and some plastic lenses and experience a version of VR, but you could. Unless you went to the USC Mixed Media Lab six months before and saw the thing before Google put their name on it. But yeah, that's just neither here nor there. <laughs> I even had a little handout sheet that I got. They're like, here's how to make a thing. I'm like, it's cool. I made a thing. And Google's like, we came up with a thing called cardboard. I'm like, no, I saw mm -hmm. this over at their mm -hmm. lab. It was a thing. Uh, so it was yeah, a thing. It, but, but, uh, what what what? How does Jupe want to want to want to do this? Is this plastic or or styrofoam? What's well, I want to. I hey Bryce, I want you to read that opening line, but just use appropriate censoring. <laughs> uh, oh, on uh, on TechCrunch, yes. Okay, here we go. Uh, quote from Jeff Wilson: We're not making effing glamping temps for bros at Coachella. Jeff Wilson's co-founder and CEO at Jupe is eager to reassure <laughs> me as he outlines his vision for the company. Uh, at this point, food is a distribution problem. Clothing is largely solved. There are about 1.5 billion people in the world that don't have adequate shelter. If you're going to work on big problems here on Earth, that's one worth working on. So, okay. Don't be defensive or anything. Well, well, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, it, that is a good way to <laughs> grab headlines. But but if if the problem is keeping rain off of your body, it it implies that there is... Bad, there's something bad about Can I just say tents. this? We're looking at the pictures now. Yeah. It sure looks like a glamping tent for bros <laughs> thank at you, Burning thank Man. Thank you. I mean, I mean, it's like, I don't understand. Uh, well, I mean, uh, the idea is that you would live here, so it should be a nice 
I mean, again, here's my thing with that, with that being the opening line and, and who knows where that is in the interview and whether or not it's part of their marketing material or anything. I don't, I don't know any of those questions. So I don't know how TechCrunch decides to show it, but like, if you could mass manufacture glamping tents that bros would be a, would live in at Burning Man, that would be pretty cool. That would be a tremendous step forward well, for the world's uh, uh, bottom billion. Well, and their point is that's the it's not it's the idea is who their audience is. Their sure. audience is the right. rest of the world. Their audience is not yes. Coachella. The yes. audience is you know the people who don't have access to things that we take for granted. Home Depot, yes. you know, Home Depot, money, having money to go to Home Depot, and so they have a very interesting business model too, because part of what they're looking at, and, and maybe it's sinister, I don't know, but the idea is, oh, we will want to build these and we could rent them out or whatever, make them accessible because the number of people in the world who are unhoused or don't have stable housing is tremendous. It's a change. Yeah. And, and if you're trying to approach this like a technology to say, okay, how can we make, you know, how can we make really good housing very inexpensively to help address those people? Like, I think it's, a, you know, it's a neat idea. It's a very, very, very worthy idea to try and solve. I, I, I think that there is no question about that. Uh, and and I, I think that, that the more they can do it and the more they can drive down the price on whatever this structure is or figure out a business model in which they can be distributed as far and wide as possible to the people that need it the most, that is, again, extraordinarily worthy. Uh, uh, do we know what their, what their, what their model or, or their breakthrough is that makes this possible? Or affordable or how much per unit we're looking at. Yeah, I think that part of it is is that from a manufacturing point of view, there are a lot of areas that people haven't even tried to address to say, oh, can we make this work? You know, gotcha. you look at you look at packaging, okay? Um, you know, the Tetra Pack was a really kind of neat invention. And the Tetra Pack, one of these things was sort of a, eventually you were able to create, oh, we can create a very inexpensive way to safely package materials and do stuff. It wasn't this huge, you know research effort or this manhattan project thing but it was people directing their attention to and we have a lot of cool technologies for people in the first world but we don't have things for people in developing we don't spend as much money and effort trying to develop things to help people in the rest of the world so it doesn't take you know oh, we've developed some new you know graphite material it's like oh nobody tried to figure out how can i how can i make this spring cost you know one tenth the price because if we could do that then we can make this door work or whatever I love that kind of thinking where instead of like, ah, it's a jetpack for rich douches, it's like, yeah, hey, it's a house for people who live in environments where it's really hard to have houses. Like, that's kind of awesome. I yeah. think it's, yeah, I think it is is brilliant. So it's these tiny $17,500 prefab urban escape pods uh, uh, will ship this spring. So, you know, that that is, uh, uh, you know, uh, pretty cheap for something that looks very sturdy in all in all the pictures here it looks like something that will that will uh, uh hold up you know i guess the question yeah. is yeah. exactly how how much you can you can push them out uh to the people that need them the most seventeen thousand five hundred dollars um hmm. uh we don't know that's a year ago and we it, don't know that if that's that version old, but uh yeah it, it's it's uh um uh i i guess uh it's it's a high enough price that it gets close to that boxable. You uh, we've talked about the boxable thing. The the boxable. Uh, yeah, the, the uh, tiny house prefab thing. Right. The the thing that allegedly uh, Elon Musk was living in uh, when he casually mentioned that he lives in a fifty thousand dollar yeah. you know five square foot house that they just ship and they do it like uh, allegedly uh -huh. the base model of the boxable is fifty thousand dollars and it looks like 
there's significantly less fabric used in its construction, um, which which I wonder. Um, uh, I, I wonder. Uh, well, if we we shouldn't trust the seventeen thousand five hundred number. Yeah. Regardless, it's got yeah, cheaper than that. Old, yeah, but but that is it's neat in that box. Well, yeah, I've seen that. That's you look at that and you go, oh, that's really that's cool. And the, again, the advantage of prefab is a lot of times you're in locations where you don't have like the Home Depot is not there contracting reliably getting materials. But when you're able to put thirty houses in a container, you know, fifty, you know, six houses in a container truck and ship them somewhere and bring them to an environment where just we take for granted how much of the logistics and things like this we have in place. Like oh. I need an electrician. I call an electrician. There are places where there are no licensed electricians or people you can call, and it's hard to get stuff done. Um, I have a friend, uh, Juna Runga. She, her business in uh, Africa, what they do is when they, people build apartment buildings, um, one of the things they don't really tend to focus on is how to handle sewage. And so you've got hundreds of people living inside of an apartment building, and what they often do is people bring in the water, they ship in the water, and they put the water in there, and then it just gets middle of the night gets hauled away and dumped in the river, Jeez, which is ugh. not good. Not good. That's, that, that's normal. That's yeah. normal in a lot of places. And you see these cities, these African cities that have these high rises and they're building out and people are moving up, you know, upward mobility in that regard. But the sanitation systems are practically non-existent and stuff and it's creating pollution problems. Her company goes in there and says, okay, we can build a facility with treatment system to help alleviate this problem. So you're not going to have to deal with this. And the idea is instead of trying to build a big, huge municipal sewer system, which yeah. is just not going to be the inertia to do that. You go developer to developer and say, okay, we can help you build your own. So your own system. Did, yeah. uh, did, did we talk about the New York times video, uh, essay that, that, uh, addressed, um, uh, we don't, I don't want to get terribly political, but, but, you know, New York times tends to be a leftist, a more lefty, uh, publication. And, uh, this is definitely from a democratic. I find kind them of in the view. center, Brian. I think they're pretty much in the center, Brian. Uh, Old gray lady, paper of record. Sure, I, I actually don't literally know. Uh, I I just know what I heard about center reputation. right. To be honest, mm. now to think about after I read my Chomsky, I think they're kind of a bit more right. Uh, but the, about that. but uh, this is this. I mean, is, I've been reading some Neil Postman. I think they're pretty far right, Brian. This, this this is as I understood it. Somebody of the left talking to the left about the left, uh, and and one of the messages was. Hey, you gotta, uh, if, if, if what you want is affordable housing, there's a way to get it. And it's called stop your nimbyism, which, uh, and, and allow people to make multi-unit, uh, zoning in your city. Because what happens is, uh, and, and, and it was, it was, a, it was a very, uh, kind of touching thing. It, it talks about like, look, man, you can't spread out enough to get anywhere uh, if you're going to take a half acre plots and insist that they be single family homes or whatever. You know, it's, it's, it's an interesting question. Certainly part of the reason why California has such a scarcity on uh, housing is because of a lot of the zoning laws that, uh, and, and how uh, tough it is to build. I think that there, there tends to be a bit of a, uh, a conflation of, nimbyism in the way that we think of it, which if you're not familiar is not in my backyard or, or now the inverse yimbyism. Yes. In my backyard backyard. uh, of like, Oh, well there should be this multifamily zoning versus how tough it is, especially in some of the big population hubs in places like California that it is to build no matter what. Right. Like, like there are a lot of laws and a lot of taxes on top of 
uh, that beyond the question of of of, of, of zoning, but. It certainly is a, a, a reason why, uh, I mean, I don't know if I'd be in Texas if, if uh, uh, we could have found a place that was close to our, our uh, uh, price range in, in California, like, but it just simply yeah, doesn't but, exist. I mean, it also, I think it, it gets to be a very cloudy discussion because I think on both, both political sides have the things they want to talk about and the things they don't or the things yeah. they acknowledge they don't. Like... In California, nobody wants to bring up meth. How much meth has contributed to this? Because that comes into the sort of well, then it's blaming the victim. It's like no, I, I, I'm in the I'm in the camp of you know if somebody whether somebody has a mental health issue or has an addiction thing, you treat them with compassion, try to help them get out of it. I'm not into blaming somebody like that, but you look at the amount of pressure, you know, that causes when you start looking when they do surveys to actually find out like what percentage of the people. And then the homeless problem, what that does is you all of a sudden you have a strain on services and a strain on resources that for the working population that then are people who fall, you know, who, who get into, you know, some economic difficulty, it makes less things available to them. So we don't in California, we don't want to deal with the drug problem. We don't want to say there's a drug problem. We don't want to address the fact there's a drug problem. But when you go down to, you know, Skid Row and then the areas like I've watched the watch the encroachment of, you know, the homeless just get closer and closer, further away from the subway system in North Hollywood to the, you know, the edge of Burbank. And you see sidewalks I used to be able to walk down in Los Angeles. You cannot anymore because they're covered in tents. And it's like, and we go like, well, is that a housing crisis? Well, and, I think and, there's and a housing problem. To, to, to be clear, you don't mean like you don't feel safe walking down them. You mean physically you have to walk into the street because the entire yeah. sidewalk yeah. is taken up by by. You, yeah, you physically tents. cannot yeah. walk down. I used to, I'm like driving past where I'm like, oh yeah, I used to walk from here. Like, oh, I can't walk there because it's entirely covered by tents. Yet there'll be police, you know, pulling over women, you know, moms making right hand turns against the light. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, like we'll enforce that, <laughs> you know, but we're not. And it's and and I'm like, like, hey, like every one of those people out there, they're a human being. They're worthy of our compassion. They yes. deserve it. You know, we got to figure out what we can do to help them. And they're they're not a oh, it's self inflicted because you know you talk to some of these people and you find out like. I was going down my bike path and we had to wait for you know wait you know, waited I waited half an hour for paramedics to show up because this girl who was having was in the middle of the street flipping out and she talk was talking about her drugs but i could also get the sense she probably had a history of some sort of psychological issues and probably abuse and all things together you know make a person having the worst day that didn't want that to be their day but had to deal with these coping mechanisms and it's it's easy to go oh well that's just us on drugs and it's like well this person was probably went through a lot of things that put yeah. them there like and I guess my point is saying is, but we don't want to talk about the drug component. We don't want to say, well, well and no, that's, the and that's of meth. Cause you're, cause you're saying that, that when, when we talk about the idea of a housing shortage in California, that, that that is often tied to the idea of, Oh, well there's a housing shortage. And so that's why there is this prevalence and explosion of homelessness. Like, right. Uh, uh, and, and look, uh, uh, there were, there was a, a thread yesterday that I read on Twitter that was one, is a newer book and one I think is an older book that that talks about some deep reporting within both in the Bay Area and in Los Angeles uh, that overwhelmingly the reason why people are out in the streets are drug problems. They are they're they are drug addicts. They are that have you know uh, uh, financially strapped their lives because of it. And uh, uh, between fentanyl and and methamphetamines, that's that's you know a big problem. That being said, again, it, there is there is also 
the other side of it where it's like the the median housing price in California is $750,000. Like that's that's the middle of the road. Uh uh you know in in simply because the two popular and that's a massive state, right? The the state isn't only Los Angeles, San Francisco and Oakland. Like like it is very very big, but the the housing prices in those population centers are so 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 high that it 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 drags the entire state's average up. So uh yeah i mean i i think that well yeah yeah and say part of that it, it is part of it is like yeah the 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 limits on how big in buildings but also it's like the uh, like there are laws to like think about like what surbanes oxley did which is the idea we have to have all these accounting laws to prevent like another enron or old com and the big companies were fine with it because the accounting that it takes to do that was a rounding error for them to hire that if you yeah. were a smaller company it was a burdensome so if you were a developer right now and you're like, cool, I want to go out, I'm going to go out further east in California and do a lesser, like you can buy land really freaking cheap, yeah, really, really cheap. If you want to go build stuff, though, your permitting costs and all this stuff is so ridiculously high. It's not the cost of the house. It's the regulatory stuff that just gets in your way. Like you could, in theory, like build an entire new development out here and your your actual functional costs would be low. And it's not even the limits on how tall the thing could be. Like we, that forces us, why can't we build more housing in a city? But you can't build a new community here. Yeah. Unless it's going to be, it has to be for $3 million homes to make it worthwhile. And that's, that's it's, ultimately like, you know, in, in, in the near decade that I was in Oakland, the entire skyline was reshaped. Many, many, many buildings built, many buildings rehabbed, not a lot for anybody in anything that was under a $2,000 a month rental situation. Well, and it, it was because the, the cost that went into doing any of that, largely based on city regulation, that was the only market that would make sense. Like you couldn't make yeah. middle level uh, uh, apartments. Like for us, like for what we were paying, there was not an option unless we wanted to drastically spend, spend more for, to be totally honest, like what were essentially just kind of like fancy dorms. They weren't even big yeah. or, or nice. And you could, we're, we're willing, like, why are we willing to have like people fly all the way out to move all the way out to Austin instead of even some other further out community in California or some other part of there where there's not the density in their stuff? And that you think that's part of the problem. Like why, why is it more attractive to go there than even be 40 miles away from Los Angeles? Yeah. And it's because even then, if you're a developer, it's too prohibitively expensive to build anything out there like that. And, and there is uh, something about that, uh, man, uh, urban sprawl is a real problem. Like that whole three, three plus months that I was living in LA, uh, never once saw Andrew Maine because he lived, get ready, six and a half miles away. <laughs> and that is, that is and, a golf. That yeah. might as well have been like a, a from here to Milwaukee. Waco. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, when you, traveling around LA is kind of like, you got to have a tide chart to sort of see yes, like, yeah. what time like, okay. And I remember I'd meet like a pretty girl, like, Oh cool. Where do you live? And I'm like, Oh cool. I'll go. And then I like, like, Oh, I gotta have like, I gotta, this will like, never work. <laughs> geographically undesirable. All of a yeah. sudden became real. Cause even in South Florida, <laughs> within a hundred square feet. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do our picks. 
Oh, uh, man. Hey, I liked Hawkeye this week. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'll double down on Hawkeye. It gets the, the Brian Brushwood Most Improved Award. Because those first two episodes I thought were bad. And then well, this is the fourth three, one. I know. Oh. And the third oh, okay. one. See, I was telling the story about how it's improved. Gotcha. Uh, and then the third one, I was like, wait, is it just me or is this not bad? And then the fourth episode, I'm like, this is adorable and I'm having a good time. And now I understand those Rotten Tomato reviews that said anything other than boo at the beginning. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I like the character work. I thought the character work uh, uh, with uh, uh, Hawkeye and Kate Bishop good uh uh i continue to like the fact that uh it is a whodunit um and i'm excited to see because what it's only one episode or two episodes before it wraps up oh really we're only uh, this was only the fourth episode yeah there are six episodes six oh, episodes yeah oh too short uh, thumbs down <laughs> i i thought we were finally ramping up for like uh six more episodes of something i, I can't imagine how to how they would do six more episodes where nothing happens <laughs> uh well plus also uh, uh a significant plot device is that he's gotta make it home for christmas and yeah. christmas is in two weeks right anyway uh, i liked it all right. Tried to pull out my, try to pull out my AirPods in time, but I missed it. <laughs> oh, that we liked it. <laughs> no, the plot point, but yeah, that's uh, all right. Um, was, so, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know that we even. It's just, fine. Yeah, it's, right. let's move on. <laughs> okay. We're moving on. We're moving on. Brian, you don't. We, you get, we don't you need to litigate. We're moving on. Litigate. We're moving on. All right, you're right, Andrew. Correct. Therefore, sir, no. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, so, so I double down on 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 Hawkeye. Most improved. Uh, I I got a quick pick. Uh, uh, last week I picked Forza Horizon, and now I'm picking Gran Turismo Sport. I'm liking racing games, and it was like eight dollars on PlayStation. So, quite uh, the racist lately. <laughs> I shouldn't have had double thumbs up when you said that. <laughs> uh, so, GT Sport, Andrew. Uh, so my pick is, I I. I've, gone on before about how much how much i love this golden age of youtube we live in the age in which people who are really passionate about something can create something wonderful that never would have had a chance to exist before and uh we mentioned brian mentioned it briefly but the latest issue of defunct land which goes into like disney's fast pass and all this it is an hour and a half deep dive into the history of fast pass fast pass plus all of that and i'm going to do a spoiler for you there's a point where, you know, because they talk about the debate, like, does Fast Pass make it better? That's the ticket you could get to go ahead of the line. Then they started making it where you could, you know, if you order, if you got a hotel room on property 60 days out, you could get your Fast Passes ahead of time, which then meant that rides sometimes would have no availability, like two months out would be already booked. And he's talking about the debate. Is it make it better? Do more people get to go on rides and whatever? And then he has this throwaway in there. He's like, you know, in order to really figure this out, because people debate this, you would have to have an industrial engineer design a computer system to map out, like, you know, what would be the preference choices and what would be the outcomes and all this and, you know, create an entire piece of software to do this. And then Kevin Percher, the guy who does Defunct Land, then proceeds to show us the entire computer modeling system they put together to figure out does fast pass fast pass plus or without it make your life better or worse and for which groups of people and then they run and completely do entire simulations of this and he's got these great animations that go along with it 
uh, and he yeah, creates well, a place called the, Shape. Yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, oh, I thought it was Geometry Land, but yeah, it's a a, a, Land, a, yeah. a fictitious place called Shape Land, where there are different attractions of different popularity, from the you know the Pentagon ride to the Pyramid ride or whatever. Yeah, and then stay tuned to find out because Shapeland has a secret, which it's worth you know sticking around. But the point is, the detail at which, and by the way, when they showed the code, remember I've talked about the idea of coding notebooks and collab? That's what they showed, was they showed this notebook environment. I got I'm nerded out. I'm like, yeah, this is the future, everybody. But it was so detailed. And I, I know that Disney has their own people that do projections and statistics and stuff. And I also know that sometimes some departments have stuff they use that they like or they don't like or whatever. But the amount of effort, the amount of attention they put into doing this was phenomenal. And uh, it is it is the, this is the age in which we live in when a person who's passionate about something can make use of computing resources and ask important questions and tell us something meaningful about the world around us or something that we just kind of go. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, no, they did. And I, I, I believe the data. I think the data they showed is consistent. And I think that it was a really uh, TV document, TV shows, news programs don't go to this detail. Yep. You know, and that I and this is what I loved is they he did the work. He did the work and it shows and I love it. Uh, and also, I, I, I would put, especially, man, he just gets better and better. Um, the level of polish in the presentation is uh, mm -hmm. superior to uh, uh, cable TV quality in many ways. Yeah, this is this is documentary. I mean, if this was this could be a documentary, you know, at a film festival. It, it's just, you know, just how deeply he dives into this stuff. It's at three and a half million views, which is great. And this only came out less than a month ago, which clearly people like it. And just, you know, what a uh, hey, kids. Or something you're passionate about or excited about Go. don't be afraid to do a deep deep dive into it you know like the 1960 election or something or something else because you might discover things that people didn't realize mm -hmm. cool it's been weird the diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this program